Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. How you guys feeling? You nervous yet? You uh, excited? You somewhere in between, possibly? I don't know. I mean, I, I, the the scales have shifted from earlier in this week from feeling that I've seen from Ole Miss and, uh, and State fans. Apparently, we have gone from excited, we're going to kick their you-know-what, to, oh, I'm nervous, this game needs to hurry up and get here. Also, again, I, I don't know what's going on with the... Uh, with the feed this morning, it's quite grainy, but whatever. This is what we got to deal with, and this is what we're going to deal with this morning. Uh, glad to see you, nonetheless. Welcome in. My name is Michael Borky. Uh, if you can see me through all of whatever this is, it is good to see you, and I'm happy to see you. And I know this is a big travel day for a lot of people, and I'm wishing you, despite having the Egg Bowl tomorrow, and that game being stress-inducing, I'm wishing all of you a very, very happy Thanksgiving and hope you travel safely and travel well and hope the turkey is good and the family is good and the names Biden and Trump and COVID never get brought up in your dinner discussion. That is what I hope for you. It's what I also hope for myself, if we're being honest. Just, you know, I, I wish real life was like Twitter. Sometimes you can pull up, if you're, you're on Twitter, I know uh, a lot of you that listen to this are, uh, you can quite simply remove words from your feed. There, there's a little feature they got. It's pretty awesome where you can remove words from your feed. You can mute them, block them, whatever the case may be, and you just never see them. I wish real life was like that, you know, where you got family and people and stuff coming in for Thanksgiving, and uh, you can just, as they walk in the door... Just point a device at your uncle and just mute Biden and Trump from his vocabulary. You know, just just get it out of there. Don't even talk about it. That's what I hope for you. That's what I hope for me. I wish real life was like Twitter, at least in that regard. But anyway, I got the turkey on the on the brine this morning in the bucket uh, in, in the fridge. Going to use the Malcolm Reed recipe. By the way, guys, if you're still trying to figure out your method for for turkey or anything. If you're cooking with meat at all, and it looks like we've cleared up finally, maybe uh, maybe you guys can see me normally again. But um, if you're cooking with meat at all this week, I know it's late. How to bbqright.com. How to barbecuewright.com is the website. He's not paying me for this. Nobody pays me for this, especially not Malcolm Reed. But I'm using his uh, his methods for two things that I'm cooking tomorrow for the family. Uh, you guys should too. There's a free shout out to Malcolm. He doesn't need it. He's got a million plus subscribers on YouTube. But if you're not familiar with who he is, uh, you you need to check that that out. How how to bbqright.com. Um, got to do it. He's the best. So anyway, 
we're here. I don't know what the hell's going on with uh, with this feed, but we're just going to power through it, I guess. I think I need to reset and update my very old, very crappy computer because I uh, uploaded a video in like 45 seconds. It was like a 30-minute-long video in like 45 seconds earlier. So it, it ain't the internet. I think it's just my equipment, which is all 15-plus years old. We're going to power through. Bunch of stuff to talk about with you this morning. First of all, James Franklin got a mega deal yesterday. A huge, huge, huge mega deal yesterday. Problem is, he doesn't deserve it. And giving contracts out of fear is resetting a market in college football that I think is completely and totally unsustainable. I I don't think this is possible. Um to keep stuff like this going. I know it's Penn State. I know it's a big brand program and all that stuff. Um, I know, man. I'm on a potato stream this morning. I don't understand what's going on here. I've got my, my phone plugged in to one of the potatoes I'll be baking tomorrow. Or my not my phone. My mixer plugged into one of the potatoes I'll be cooking tomorrow. I don't understand what's going on here. Oh, I mean, it, it, the, the, my equipment has just taken Thanksgiving off. Like it, It's just... They have already hit the road. They're going to see the in-laws. They don't like very much. They're they're gone. They're already set up for a miserable week. Luckily, I don't have that set up in my life, but my equipment apparently is uh, is off to see the miserable in-laws. I don't understand what's going on here. This this is terrible. This is really terrible. I, I, half of me, part of me, wants to reset, but I'm already six minutes in, and I've I've just complained about this for for so long. I might as well just let it ride. You know, uh, this will not be good for the. Uh, the YouTube numbers. Uh, yeah, my my laptop that I use, Brown Yeti, is... Uh, so I got it seven years ago. It was given to me seven years ago when I started work. And it was a refurbished laptop. So it was years old when I received it eight years ago. It still functions. So, And I'm sure as hell not going to buy a new one. Not, not like I could afford it anyway. Uh, so... This is just what what we have to deal with today, I guess. Uh, honestly, it's kind of fun, you know. Power through. Just picture me in here somewhere. It, it looks like uh, I I'm on one of those crime shows where I didn't consent to using my uh, my likeness on the crime show as I'm getting arrested for DUI or whatever, and you've got my face blurred out, or, or like I'm a an ex drug runner or something that isn't confident. Uh, that that I won't get retaliated against for talking to this documentarian, so they blur out my face and make my voice sound a little bit different. That's what's going on here. I, I'm a former uh, drug lord or something uh, that, that's talking to you know CNBC or or whatever. That that's no, this is fun. This is uh, this is really fun. So uh, so yeah, James Franklin's mega deal. We'll talk about the Ole Miss kicker situation. Uh, news broke, I think, yesterday. I, I mean, I, I don't know if anybody's really gotten it on on record. Uh, you know, when Garrett reports it's happening, I believe it. I mean, absolutely, I, I do. But I don't think Ole Miss has confirmed it publicly yet, for whatever that's worth. Uh, and that does mean something, I think. It, it will impact this game some way or another. And, and then finally, I've got your two questions, If uh, if this feed will hold on long enough uh if if it'll hold on long enough let me uh let me get something out here 
One second. Hmm. Anyway, okay, here we go. So I won't waste any more of your time. Let's talk about James Franklin first. How's that? He signs a mega deal yesterday, 10-year contract. Is that like the new standard in college sports? Thanks, Jimbo, for that. You had Jimbo Fisher getting the first one in Texas A&M, extending him before the season began. Uh, suspending him or, or extending him before the season began. And now they have three losses, possibly four, but likely going to end with three losses. After they brought his salary up from seven and a half to nine and extended him out to James Franklin, a 10 year extension, I guess this is going to be the new standard in college sports. And I got to be honest, guys, this is incredibly stupid. I, I don't. At all. I do not at all see why this is necessary, why 10 years is necessary in the kicker being a guaranteed $80 million. Barring scandal, if they just fire him for not winning enough, $80 million will be given to James Franklin no matter what. He can go 0-12 next year, 0-12 the year after that, and he will see every penny of eighty. million million dollars and that it is a contract that is given out of fear that's what's going on here this is what happens by the way presented and oh i'm back uh represented by jimmy sex happens this is what you get uh curating fear and penn state gave in this is a contract given out of fear. This is not a contract given out of merit. I think James I think James Franklin is a good coach. Uh, like I've said before, his record at Vanderbilt, winning nine games in consecutive seasons at Vanderbilt, is miracle work. That is miracle work at a place like that. He's a good coach. But in eight years at Penn State, eight years at Penn State, he has won his division one time. Also won the conference that year. But in eight Eight years, he has been to the conference championship one time, once, and that was back in 2016. One time. And these last few years have not gone well for him at all. Ohio State is continuing to separate between them. So the class in their conference is getting better than them. Uh, Beat them on the field this year, is beating them in recruiting, is going to go to the playoff again where where Penn State cannot make it. Uh, They have not been a participant in the playoff, and James Franklin has been there. The entire time in the entire playoff era, they have yet to make it. They've only won their conference a single time. And you respond to rumors about him and other jobs by giving him a 10-year, $80 million guaranteed contract. Why are you doing that? Are you that afraid of one in eight leaving your program to go to LSU, who doesn't appear to be hiring him, to go to U. USC? Are you really af- that afraid of losing that production to where you'll pay that much? You're Penn State. It's not, you know, it's not like this is Virginia Tech with, with the coach that's winning at this level. But even that one conference championship in eight years doesn't warrant that kind of a contract in that kind of uh, extension. It, it really doesn't. I, um, I don't quite understand why the people at Penn State decided this was appropriate. 
Jimbo got it. Well, so what? Jimbo won a national championship. Jimbo has a national championship. What have you won? Nine games at Vanderbilt. That's great. And left with scandal, by the way. But nine games at Vanderbilt. Good. What have you done at Penn State? Oh, you won the Big Ten in 2016. Haven't been to the playoff yet. Don't really beat Ohio State. This this is quite insane. And by the way, God bless Keith Carter. Oh, man. Because, as you guys know, Lane Kiffin's name pops up in every single job. Part of that is curated by the media. Part of that is because he's represented by Jimmy Sexton. And part of that is he likes when his... Clearly, Lane Kiffin likes when his name is uh, affiliated with all of these searches. Very clearly. Even the ones that don't make any sense whatsoever. The people in Miami, they're not making up. They're not making up that there's interest. Yeah, I, I absolutely believe there's interest. And whether or not... Um, it, it is real. I don't know, but those people aren't making it up. There is something, something to those reports that he's interested. I think there's a lot of factors that go into his name being listed for every job, but his name is listed for every job because of who he is and because of who he's represented by. And so now you've got a Sexton client that has just received a 10 year deal and 80 million guaranteed at a place that you could argue he's underachieving at. So now you've got Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss right now where, and for a second, just for the sake of, of conversation, he wins the Egg Bowl tomorrow night. It'll be 10 wins for the first time in the regular season in the history of Ole Miss football. That will be a top 10 finish somewhere around number six and a birth to an access bowl in year two. That is overachieving relative to what he took over. No doubt uh, about that. So if you're Keith Carter, well, I'm envious of a guy that makes a hell of a lot more money. Or I'm not envious. I feel bad for a guy that I should be envious of considering his salary. I feel bad for Keith Carter right now. Because he's watching the Sexton client of James Franklin get that mega deal. And now he knows he's got to negotiate a new contract for Lane Kiffin and James Franklin who is underachieving now at Penn State with one conference championship in eight years at Penn State, just got $80 million guaranteed. God, that sucks to be him right now. What a joke this is. Unwarranted contracts. This is not deserved at all. This is a contract that is given out of fear that one in eight will leave your program. Penn State needs to value themselves better than this. If he takes you a seat, go. That's fine. I'm not giving you 10 years, 80 million guaranteed unless you win more football games because right now you're not winning enough for that. If you leave, so be it. Leave. I'm Penn State. I can go get get another good coach. I promise. I I can go get a guy that will be as productive as you've been in the last two years for much cheaper than 10 years and 80 million guaranteed. I promise you that. I I, I don't understand how these administrators and, and ADs and stuff are so weak in negotiations. I don't understand it. I really don't. Morning, Brown Yeti. Glad to see you. I am on a potato. I'm streaming through a potato this morning. That, that is what's going on here. I am streaming through an actual potato. That's the only way this makes sense. Brett says, I assume you will not be live tomorrow. So happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Thank you, man. Uh, of course, to, to you and yours as well. I will be tomorrow night. 
I, uh, I will be tomorrow night after the Egg Bowl. Uh, whenever the game ends, I will go live uh, immediately after, and I uh, hopefully will have uh, a, a new potato, an upgraded one, like one of those spuds that you get from a Cowser's, you know, one of those giant potatoes. Maybe that'll help the quality of this broadcast a little bit better than what I'm dealing with right now. Uh, so, so hopefully it looks a little bit better tomorrow night than it does right now because this looks like crap, and I'm going to do some troubleshooting and resetting, and hopefully uh, we'll be off and running. But, yeah, tomorrow night, actually, I will. So whenever the game ends, regardless of result or, or whatever, or regardless of time, if it pushes in till midnight, whatever, we're going live after midnight. Tomorrow night, after the game, going live, recapping the Egg Bowl with you, regardless of outcome. Um, Regardless of time, it's It's what we're doing tomorrow night. And hopefully, the same thing as well. It'd be great. Paul says, Good morning, Borky. Let's go. I love the energy. Yeah, I love the energy. For some reason, this is this is pathetic. I'm so, I'm sorry about this. I mean, the day before the egg bowl, and this this is the the serve the product that I'm giving you. This is embarrassing. This is what happens when you try to do streaming on a. You guys got me? I'm, am I back? Oh, sorry about that. This is... I think we're better. So there's that. But anyway, all right. Uh, so yeah, what does that mean? What does being without a kicker... What does being without a kicker mean for Ole Miss? This one in particular is pretty good. Caden Costa, right, has... Uh, especially as a freshman, been quite reliable. He's got a big leg really consistent. I mean, he's, he's what, missed three kicks uh, all season. And you have seen, especially in the back half of the season, uh, Ole Miss settle uh, for field goals in situations because you know you're kind of guaranteed uh, to, to get those three points. That's something that is uh, that that has really worked. Um, they've done that. They have been less inclined to go for two excuse me, not to go for two, uh, to go for it on fourth down because they have a reliable kicker. They've settled for field goals at times uh, this year. And um, that, I don't think, will be the case tomorrow night. This changes things. If he is, in fact, not there, this does change things for Ole Miss. I do expect, truthfully, I do expect, I wasn't joking on Twitter yesterday when I said it, I do expect Ole Miss to go for it more on fourth down because they clearly... uh, I mean, they gave Kale Nation one extra point in the first game, and it went terribly, and you haven't seen him since. And so his next kick coming on the road in front of 60,000 cowbells in a rivalry game, probably not a whole lot of confidence there. Maybe they've got it. I don't know. I would expect more going for it on fourth down in this game than even you usually get, which was at a high volume, and you guys know it. If you were frustrated with Lane Kiffin's decisions to go for it on fourth down before – God bless you tomorrow night. That's all I got to say about that. God bless you tomorrow night uh, with Lane Kiffin's fourth down decisions in this game because I think you're going to get even more 
this time, uh, this game than you've been used to in uh, in seasons past. So, or in games past, I should say. So, yeah, apparently it, it is true, and it will impact the game to some degree because he has been uh, quite reliable for Ole Miss this year, and it has altered the way they've made decisions in opponents' territory, especially in these closer games, because they're playing good defense right now. In this game, they might feel like they have to maximize every possession, so we'll see. Brett says being suspended for an entire season seems harsh. Is that standard punishment for PEDs? And that's the thing. I don't really know exactly what it is, because if unless I don't understand it correctly, things like Adderall could be applied here as well. So it may not be you know, taking a shot in the butt to get bigger muscles. You know, it could be something like that. As I understand it, it could be something like that. Yeah, an entire year, a full 12 months does seem a little harsh. Um, But, I mean, these guys know that they can't do stuff like this. And so it's not like ignorance to the law is an applicable excuse here. You know, when you put something in your body that you know you're not supposed to and you get caught, I don't know. I would like to know more details, though, before I really speak on it like that. And I feel bad for even saying what I just did, because if I mean, I was in college not too long ago. And if you had a big test coming up, I mean, Adderall and stuff like that, study drugs got passed around like candy, man. And if he didn't have a prescription for it and and he took one to study for a test and that came up as a PED, I feel really bad for him. Uh, But. I have to know for sure before I comment any further on that because I, I don't I don't know what it is and nobody's commented on it publicly yet. But it sounds like they're going to be without their guy at kicker. And this game might come down to a field goal if it's as close as people think it is. Fireman says college teams need to start thinking before just giving money away to coaches. Mississippi is great with the four-year law. Many hate it, but it has saved the colleges a ton of money. Absolutely, it has saved the college is a ton of money. I do think, though, that like in, I mean, Mike Leach is going to get an extension back out to four years, probably a raise coming with it as well. That you know that stands to reason. Logic tells you Mike Leach is going to get a raise and an extension. Uh, but uh, with Kiffin being named in these other jobs where where Leach is not, uh they're going to have to put some kind of language in the contract that does make it longer than a four-year deal. That's all you can offer, but you can put in like rollover clauses and buyout numbers and stuff like that to make it, to to get around the law. And so Ole Miss is going to have to do that with Kiffin. They're going to have to do that here. Yeah, the mega deals are crazy right now. It's, it's, It's stupid on it. It does not make sense. What Penn State did yesterday, there are people defending it. It's indefensible. He has not earned a 10-year, $80 million guaranteed contract. His product, Penn State football, is not worth that right now. And if he, if he walks to Southern Cal because they'll give him a 10-year deal, then, then let him walk because you can do better than what you're currently doing. The fear, what I hate, and we dealt with this some uh, when Ole Miss was deciding to fire or, or not fire Matt Luke, and there there were people that, oh, well, you could do worse. You know, it's not that bad. What happens if you can't get another? You don't make decisions based on fear that it gets worse. If you know this isn't working, if you know that you're not getting maximum product, 
you don't make decisions out of fear it could be worse when you know it could be better. That's settling. Who wants to do that? Mike says, if anyone is looking for Egg Bowl parking, State just put passes on sale for $35 at the ticket office. Shout out to them for the hustle. Brown Yeti's calling upset. Says, you say Ohio State's going to make the playoffs, but I think Michigan gets it done this weekend. All right. All right. I like that. I like that pick. Um, I think Ohio State's going to win the game, but I like where your head's at. The reason why I like Ohio State in this game is just, it's offense. Michigan doesn't have a dynamic quarterback like Ohio State does. Michigan State doesn't have a dynamic running game like Ohio State does. They don't have dynamic wide receivers like Ohio State does. I think it's going to come down to who can score. These defensive battles that this rivalry used to have 20 years ago, that's not the case anymore. I don't think Michigan will be able to keep up with Ohio State scoring in this game. It'll be close for a while. I think just the sheer talent and explosiveness from Ohio State will uh, prevail late in the game. Brett reminds us that Sexton just got freeze a long-term contract at Liberty. Um, For $4 million, Liberty's going to be paying their football coach. And I know that diploma mill, that very corrupt diploma mill, is um, printing money right now. I'm aware of that. And so they've got a lot to give to their football coach. And by the way, often people talk about Oh, this SEC school should hire Hugh. Florida should hire Hugh Freeze, as Clay Travis said the other day, whatever the case may be. Um, He is exactly where he needs to be forever. If he was smart, if he was smart, he would stay at Liberty forever. He will never be scrutinized there. There will never be pressure. Uh, There won't be a lot of uh, media talking about you to engage with. Um, you you can't get yourself into trouble like he will if he would go to Florida or whatever. You won't have people criticizing you that you'll have to spend your nights direct messaging. Those kind of things. There won't be pressure. There won't be scrutiny. There won't be people digging in to your personal life and your past at Liberty. You will make a lot of money. They'll give you whatever you want. You can keep your persona, and nobody will ever question it. He needs to stay there forever because get back into the SEC and you're right back in the spotlight, and he doesn't want to be in the spotlight. He may think he does. He doesn't. Let's see. Lens cloths are cheap, Mike. Yeah. I mean, it looks better. I I quickly reset uh, the feed here, Um, and so it finally looks better. Knock on wood, it looks like this for tomorrow. Much better. All right. All right. I'm glad we're here. Uh, Switch to your phone. We all know you work at Super Talk. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I I am required to have these up. So, yeah. SEC Shorts, I bet, already has a clip ready for the Egg Bowl. I wonder, I've thought about that. I wonder if they do that. If they pre-write, where they have multiple things ready to where the second the game ends, boom, they start recording, you know? Like, columnists will sit up in the press box, and they'll write two columns. They'll write one for a win and a loss. If they're doing their job the right way, they will have content prepared before the game ends for both outcomes, a win or a loss. They'll, They'll have stuff ready. SEC Shorts probably does the same thing, I would guess. Baker asking, what is the amount of money you think Keith is going to offer Lane? I know it can be only for four years. Yeah, it'll be a four-year deal. 
Uh, there will be some guarantees that are the largest that Ole Miss has ever offered. It'll be the biggest contract Ole Miss has ever offered by a pretty significant margin. My guess is he Lane Kiffin will be making up over seven. That that's that is what I think will happen, especially if he wins the Egg Bowl. If he loses the Egg Bowl, I still think that kind of a contract is coming. But if he wins it, it'll be north of seven, I think. Um, and that's what will be required. I mean, it, that that's what it will take. It's crazy to me. It feels crazy. But, I mean, there's a reason Kiffin's name shows up in every job. It's a leverage play. It's an ego play. It's going to force Ole Miss to pay a lot of money to, to keep him. That's simple. It's going to be a lot, and it's going to make some fans really uncomfortable. Truthfully, it uh, it will. Fireman says, hope Kiffin recruits a better kicker for next year or uh, they have a good walk-on. Yeah, they'll get another one. Maybe they uh, they appeal it or something, like you say. Maybe it gets overturned or whatever. Maybe they appeal it. Um, That's tough, though. Uh, it, I don't know what you would do next year. You got to replace p- potentially both kickers next year. I think Mac Brown is done at punter, too. Mike says, are you saying that no one will be standing in a corner and watching at Liberty? Well, they will be in that way, just not, um, you know, people looking at uh, phone records and stuff. That that kind of thing won't be happening at Liberty. So I understand that, Brian Yeti says, but this isn't Kentucky, Florida, where there's a canyon of talent gap between them. Michigan at some point is going to get tired of being kicked around. Hey, I hear you. They have recruited well. They've played well. Uh, they just think they're missing explosiveness is uh, is all. All right, so two questions, Tom. This has been the clunkiest live stream I've ever done, but I'm glad you guys have, have stuck around. Uh, I might just delete this video when it's over because it's brutal, but uh, let's get to two questions, huh? Mississippi State absolutely must do what if they want to win the game tomorrow. First one is really simple. They have to protect Will Rogers. That's the thing. That's the key. That is the key of this game. That is the biggest key when you look at the keys for the game. I keep using that word. Uh, Protect Will Rogers as number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and 10 for Mississippi State. That is the biggest thing for them tomorrow. If they can protect Will Rogers, if Ole Miss, who's the last six weeks, have really gotten after quarterbacks. Their pass rush has been great. Their sack numbers are great, especially for what you thought this team was going to be. They are overachieving in the explosive defensive play standpoint. They get sacks. They get turnovers. That is something that Ole Miss has been really good at. So protecting Will Rogers is key because when he has time, he will pick apart any defense. But Ole Miss has been really good, really good lately at getting after quarterbacks. Sam Williams, Johnson, you've got the linebackers that are good at blitzing, the defensive tackles, the nose guys have been much better lately. Ole Miss has gotten after the quarterback well. So you cannot, you cannot let them feast the way they have the last few weeks. Um, I expect Ole Miss to bring extra pressure. I don't think you're going to see just your standard. You will see it some, but you're not going to have four quarters of just rush three and putting everybody else back in coverage. I don't see that happening because I don't think that will work Uh, at a high enough level to win this game. So I think Ole Miss is going to bring pressure, whether it be from Campbell or or Robinson or or Jake Springer or or 
Otis Reese, one of the safeties, they're going to mix, mix up their coverages and they're going to mix up their blitz packages and the way they attack Will Rogers. State has to protect him. If they don't, if they don't, they're going to lose. That it's that simple. You tell me going into this game, if Rogers has been sacked and hit a certain number, I'll t- I'll tell you who wins. If Rogers is sacked three times and he's hurried five more times, five plus times, Mississippi State might lose this game. If they protect him, if if they keep Ole Miss off of him, they will win the game. That is the biggest key. That's the biggest factor. Ole Miss is getting pressure on State and State protecting Will Rogers from Ole Miss. That's the key. They absolutely must protect him. He's not quite mobile uh, the way Corral is. It, protection is less important for Ole Miss because they do have a more elusive quarterback. It's still extremely important. Don't get me wrong. But for Rodgers, he, he's not as mobile in the pocket. He's not as elusive. And so you have to protect him to let him work more so than that of a team with a little bit more mobile quarterback. So you're probably thinking, well, duh, no shit, Michael. Yeah, you've got to protect your quarterback. But it's especially important here with how many people are dropping back in coverage against State. You saw it with Auburn early in the game. They brought extra guys. They they messed with State. It led to three and outs. It led to empty possessions. Later in the game, in the second half, Auburn decided to drop everybody else back in coverage. State protected Rodgers beautifully, and he picked them apart for 40 consecutive points. So protect Rodgers. That is the biggest key of the game. The biggest thing. Put stars, arrows, everything around it. How does State protect Rodgers? That will determine the outcome of the game. Mississippi State absolutely cannot make mistakes. They can't have turnovers. But more importantly, it's penalties and big plays. Uh, Mississippi State is one of the most penalized teams in college football. Ole Miss is also one of the most penalized teams in college football. They're very close to each other. But the last two weeks, Ole Miss has kind of cut down on those penalties. I think six and five and A&M and Vanderbilt and penalties for Ole Miss, which is a massive improvement for them. So state can't be the team that commits the costly penalty that roughs the passer on a third down stop or roughs the punter uh, when you're getting the ball back like they did against LSU. You can't have penalties and you can't give up big plays. We talked about this yesterday, some, but it bears repeating. Ole Miss's offense is, is can be very explosive. They've struggled in the second half of the last six weeks, but you guys know this. When you've got a quarterback that's as talented as Matt Corral with a healthy core of wide receivers in that running back room, they can hit explosive plays. That's what the offense is built around, explosive plays. My gosh, they wear shirts that say score from far on them. That's what they do. Mississippi State's defense is very good. The front six is really good at stopping the run. They've got two good corners, but the back end of that defense this year has given up big plays. They have let people get behind them. They have let explosive pass plays beat them this season. They can't do that tomorrow night because you have an offense that is capable of doing it. You've got a quarterback that's about to go in the first round who, when healthy, throws as good of a deep ball as anybody in college football. Now you've got a healthy Braylon Sanders and Ontario Drummond, and now Jonathan Mingo going to be playing tomorrow night as well. You cannot let that team get behind you because if they do, they're going to burn you so state cannot make mistakes especially the mental ones penalties and blown coverages or giving up big plays in the back end of the defense they can't do that because they're not winning this game if Ole Miss is getting behind them because Ole Miss will punish them if that is the case for Ole Miss Ole Miss absolutely must do what if they want to win this game same theme they have to hit those big plays like I said, I mean, you, you guys have seen it. You've seen it many times. You state fans saw it in the Egg Bowl last year. Matt Corral 
is as good at throwing a deep ball as anybody in college football. He's got the strength. He's got the accuracy. It is exceptional. But he struggled a little bit the last few weeks at throwing the deep ball. Uh, he's overthrown guys uh, a handful of times these last few weeks. He has uh, he explained that in the postgame to Vanderbilt uh, to Richard, which I understand if you didn't listen to it, so I'll just tell you what he said. Uh, he said that he's been struggling with the deep ball a little bit because his left ankle is the one that when you're throwing with that much force, you end up on your left ankle, and that's been the hurt one. And so he's not been comfortable really stepping into throws and using his mechanics to make more accurate throws because that ankle has been bothering him. He looked much healthier against Vanderbilt, uh, so we'll see uh, you know, how good he feels in that regard. But that's been the reason why, apparently. Either way, it's been happening. The big plays have been there at times. He's missed some throws. He missed a couple throws in the Texas A&M game. He missed one in the Vanderbilt game. He's overthrown a couple of guys on these deep balls. When you get behind Mississippi State's defense, you have to complete those passes because they're going to try to take that away. A&M did it and did it rather successfully. So when the opportunity is there, it's going to be less frequent, but when it's there, Corral's got to hit that. He has got to hit those big plays when they are open because they have been open, and I think they will be open again tomorrow night. If you don't complete the passes, it doesn't matter because it just falls incomplete, and that's the end of it. So when it's there, he has to hit those big plays because you know how good he is at it, but he has struggled a little bit doing it lately. That has to change if they want to win tomorrow night. And what Ole Miss absolutely cannot do is let Mississippi State have success on first downs. Mississippi State runs the football on first down very well. They still don't run with a high volume at all. They, they don't do it. It's the air raid for a reason. They throw the football. They'll do it 55 to 65 times tomorrow night as well. But they have run the ball, and they've done it on first down with really good success running the football on first down. It's kept them on schedule offensively. Ole Miss cannot let State average the five to seven to eight yards per carry on first down the way they have the last few weeks. So Ole Miss must be good against the run when it does happen because that has opened up the State offense. Having second and three uh, multiple times a game like they have the last few weeks has really helped that offense open things up and get defenses playing on their heels. So Ole Miss has to stop State running the football on first down. If they let State stay on schedule on the ground, it's going to be a long night. So Mississippi State absolutely must protect Will Rogers. That's the biggest thing. They absolutely cannot make mistakes, especially big plays and penalties. Ole Miss absolutely has to capitalize when those opportunities are there. Crowell has missed some deep balls. He has to hit them tomorrow night. And they absolutely cannot let State have success, especially on first downs running the football. They've been good at it on early downs. It's kept them on schedule. They cannot let that happen tomorrow night, or else they will simply uh, they will simply lose the game. Fireman says, we have to protect the ball. Talking about Ole Miss, better too. Having a few fumbles and mistakes will not help them win in Starkville. Nope. And uh, Crowell had two fumbles against A&M. He had an interception against Vanderbilt. Can't do that tomorrow night. You simply cannot do that tomorrow night. My apologies again, guys, for whatever the, the heck was going on with the feed earlier. It looks like just a simple uh, computer internet reset did the trick. So hopefully tomorrow night will be better. I will be with you tomorrow night right here on this channel uh, the second the game ends. If 
you know, if you don't want to follow on Twitter or wait to see a tweet, just uh, click the notification bell uh, next to the subscribe button, and it will send you a notice when I go live. Pretty cool little feature that YouTube's got. So hit that bell, and so whenever I go live tomorrow night after the Egg Bowl, you will uh, you'll get to join in and be a part. So whenever the game ends... If it's a blowout, I'll probably go before like the final whistle. If it's a blowout one way or the other, let's say it's like 35-14 with three minutes to go in the game, I'll go live sooner. But uh, So after the game tomorrow night, I'll be here with you on this channel uh, talking about the Egg Bowl. Regardless of outcome, regardless of time, we'll be, uh, we'll be up here talking about it. So uh, looking forward to seeing you guys then. Really hope you have a good holiday. I, I know that the football game kind of throws a wrench into it. Some of you like it. Uh, but wherever you are, wherever you're going, and uh, whoever you see, I hope you have a great day. A very happy Thanksgiving to all of you. I'm very thankful for you guys. This is a lot of fun. It's a small audience on the the live stream, much smaller than that on the radio show in the afternoon, but I like you guys better than the the radio audience anyway. So um, you guys are the best, and I will see you tomorrow night. Already the season's over. Recapping the last game of the year. Hmm. Recapping the last game of the year. Mike, enjoy yourself in Starkville, man. Bring a raincoat or a poncho or something. It's going to be cold and wet. Uh, Seriously, uh, John Cohen should like buy a beer to everybody that goes to that game. It's going to be in the 30s and raining. Like... God bless you guys that are that are going to that game because <laughs> you need it. You need, you need all the thoughts and prayers that you can get when you're sitting in the stands tomorrow night because that's going to be cold. That's cold. I can't do that. Bless you guys. Um, happy thanks. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. How to barbecue right.com. Check out Malcolm Reed's stuff. I'm making two things based on his methods and his methods alone tomorrow. He's the best and really entertaining YouTube channel, by the way. Again, he's got a million subscribers. He doesn't need me to talk. But in case you haven't heard him and you like cooking with me, that's your guy. Y'all have a good one. I'll see you tomorrow night. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.